Hey, today we've got Ken Hester with us. Ken is technically Dr. Ken Hester at First Baptist Pontotoc, Mississippi. And if you want all the important stuff, uh, he's been there 21 years, I think. He is currently the president of the Mississippi Baptist Convention. Uh, he's also my brother-in-law, and that's how he got onto a Texas podcast. Uh, <laughs> it matters who you know. And, uh, and I wanted to interview Ken because I just think Ken is a really good pastor. Mm. And um, I think he's done uh, a good job at Pontotoc. Um, he's done a good enough job that they've kept him a long time. And, uh, uh, but, but outside of that, um, I, I just think Ken is one of the best pastors you'll, you'll ever run across. And um, uh, so I wanted to visit with him and just talk about church. So, Ken, thank you for joining us. Um, thank you for having me. I know that's the first time in 27 years you've heard compliments like that from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was wondering, though, who is this person? Who is I know, that? I know. We're, we're out in public, and so I understand, I understand. <laughs> you know, in family, you just give each other a hard time. And, that's right, that's right. Um, Anyway, so you've been at Pontotoc 21 years. We we met in seminary, which is is now man, that's 30 something years ago. Yeah, it's about 30. Yeah. And, um, uh, you were the youth minister at, at UBC there in Fort Worth, and then went to Mantee, Mississippi, mm -hmm. and Pontotoc from there. So so tell us a little bit about. Pontotoc and about First Baptist? Uh, Pontotoc is uh, it's a county seat town. And, uh, and so we're the First Baptist Church in a country, rural, northeast Mississippi place. Um, we have, uh, you know, you got to go someplace to go to a mall. There's not one here. And, right. and um, but uh, it's, a, it's a, man, it's a strong community church. Uh, it's small, strong community, period. And uh, we're, we're all connected one way or the other. We either know them, went to school with them, or we are related to them in some form yeah. and fashion all over, the, all over the county. So it's a strong community. Don't talk about nobody because you're probably talking about somebody's cousin. Right. Um, uh, the church is longstanding. We've been here. First Baptist Church has been around since 1846 which, to be honest with you, in the past year, I've been able to pull from that because we went through the Civil War. And, yep. uh, and, and so there were some difficulties there, had people that write good history about our church. And so we were able to pull from that, uh, going through some difficult times. Um, I've been here, uh, you know, and it's, had the, it's probably had the traditional First Baptist Church woes of some of the uh, uh, community leaders uh, being members here. Uh, and then, you know, kind of getting the, getting the uh, reputation of being a little snobbish and uh, for all these country people. And uh, that's a big church. And, and, and we've had to go through that and other churches that's uh, a little more country flair than, than us, perhaps. Uh, they may even be bigger than we are. Uh, but, uh, and so there are some of our church starts. Uh, well, I like to remind them of that. They may be bigger, but they're uh, they got their start from us, and right. so, and we've had our share of ups and downs and controversies in the past uh, before I got here, and since I've gotten here, 
and uh, we've been able to to withstand that. It's a great church, and right now we're as good as we can, man. We're hitting on all cylinders. Well, tell me, tell me what's best about being a pastor there at First Pontiac. What do y'all do well? What's the what? What have you enjoyed most over the course of twenty one years? Uh, I've enjoyed preaching the most. Um, I don't know that everybody's enjoyed my preaching <laughs> the most, but uh, I've enjoyed that. Um, and but man, there's been, and I say that we've had some very spirit moving times in our worship services. Not just me preaching, but in other times and. And uh, just getting to be in worshiping together has been a been a main factor and a main source of my appreciation. Uh, but man, we've we've been able to accomplish some things. I mean, I going on uh, Living Water International mission trips has been a powerful part of our church and has really perhaps sustained us and propelled us into a great sense of health. Yeah. And um, that that's been seeing those guys and gals. Um, catch it and and to uh, come to understand what it means to help somebody else that's in real need. Uh, just see what that does to them, man. Just uh, that's been overwhelmingly fun. And, now uh, you went, you started doing those living water trips. You went just by yourself. Yeah, first one. When? Yeah. How long have y'all been doing that? We've been doing that. I went on my first one in uh, two thousand in March of two thousand fifteen. Okay. And, uh, and I kind of didn't tell anybody because I know this, this church is really good about if the pastor wants to go on a mission trip, they'll just pay for it. But I, this is kind of a spiritual journey for me. I wanted to do this and, uh, and I went and man, it, it, it rocked my world just to be honest with you. And, and so I needed to tell them where I was and I just wasn't out, you know, on a cruise someplace. So I came back and showed, uh, pictures and shared with them what I was doing and just what it meant with me. And, uh, and doggone it, there's some people that wanted to go with me. And uh, I didn't, I wasn't really sure I wanted them to go with me again, you know, because I had a, I wasn't the pastor when I went that first time. I was just a guy going on a mission trip. Yeah. I wasn't leading. I wasn't, I was just the guy in the back of the bus. And I really enjoyed not being in the leadership position. Right. Uh, but this next trip I was, and then they came back and it overwhelmed them. And then we went from one trip to two trips a year to three trips a year. Yeah. And even this past year, we, we, um, 2020, we took two trips. We got two trips in, in 2020. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a, and you know, and last year, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Well, yeah, the last trip, everything was shutting down yeah. and, uh, and we weren't really sure we were going to get those guys back, but we did. And I'm talking about, I think the door closed right behind them. And uh, then that was our last trip. We had a couple of other trips planned, but they never, they never made. Right. Right. Very good. Those are, those are really pretty awesome times. And, and for me, developed some of my best relationships. In no doubt. No guys. doubt. And it's really hurt us too, because we hadn't been able to go and, and I see these, there's kind of a, a, maybe a subculture of these guys that have gone on this trip and they're going, man, we got to get back. We got to get back. And, right. and uh, you know, we will when, when the world opens up again, but the world's shut down. So. Well, and, and so let's talk about that because here's what I'm hearing from them. And this is not every church, but sure. the majority of the churches that I work with and serve, man, they're running 
maybe 50% of their pre-COVID worship attendance. Um, it, there's some that may hit 60, but that's the exception. Uh, for the most part, it's 50% attendance uh, in worship compared to pre-COVID. Giving is pretty consistent. It hasn't dropped off radically. Um, has that been true for you? And, and I wonder, in your role as president of the Mississippi Convention, how has, uh, is that pretty consistent with what you're hearing across the state there? Yeah, it, it really is. And, you know, there's also, you know, like you said, it's, that's a generalization, but there's been some, some smaller churches, I think, that have been hit harder than, uh, than some of the more, uh, I guess, established churches. Right. And, uh, but, but it's, you, you nailed it for us. We're about 50% capacity. Our giving has not been affected that much. Uh, our state convention, we're only uh, 29,000 out of a 31 million plus uh, uh, state budget. Uh, we're only 29,000 off where we were last year. Right. And so uh, that's really, really, really good. And so uh, we're, we're, we're riding along with everybody else. The, that part has been the same. What has got me is how how vastly different people view this thing and uh, and view what the church's role should be. That's been that's been the most difficult part, I think. So, um, I know that in the course of twenty years, y'all have gone through some pretty significant uh, difficult battles. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, I, yeah. I mean, I. So no, that's true. Going, I mean, it's true. We, we've had staff issues and financial yeah. issues, and so yeah. And and so without going into detail, I mean, this is one of those. And so yeah, there's a lot of uh, of just um, just conflict because there are everybody views this differently and yeah. how you approach it. Um, yeah. So so tell me, and. And I'm not looking here for, uh, I'm really looking for how you have navigated that. Less how you have created different worship services and that kind of thing. Because everybody's, everybody's been fluid. Everybody's hit the online. Everybody's mm -hmm. done more than one service. Mm -hmm. um, I, I wonder how you personally have navigated this with your leadership. Uh, I, I've, you know, when it first hit, to be honest with you, I was nervous. I was, I was nervous about, you know, that was a mid, that was a mid Sunday, a mid month Sunday that we didn't take an offering. And so I think my first thought was, are we going to financially be able to handle that? Obviously soon that, um, uh, that fear, you know, got set aside because everybody was being continued to be faithful much to my surprise. I think the second thing is when we talk about opening up, managing the difficulties of that and the different opinions of that. Um, one pastor said, you know, I'm a people pleaser at heart and I know you can't please in everyone. He says, but this year I've learned that I can't please anyone. And, uh, and so I thought, man, that is, you just nailed me on the head because everybody's got their own view of this. Right. And I, I've been able, for me, I've kind of used some scriptures that are North stars uh, for me. Uh, 
trust the Lord with all your heart, lean not upon your own understanding and, and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Proverbs three, five and six. So I've leaned not upon my own understanding, but I brought deacons and committees and task force and, and, and really tried to build a consensus and, and, and they have expanded my understanding of the situation and hopefully I've expanded their uh, understanding of the situation. And, and it hasn't always been um, easy and amen. A lot of it has been, well, brother Ken, I just, I love you, but I disagree with you. And I'd go, well, brother Smith, I love you. And I disagree with you. Right. So what are we going to do about it? And cause we're, we're, you and I are going to be in this together regardless. And they, yeah, we are, we're, we're in this and, and we love the church and we love Jesus and we love people. And so how are we going to do this? And, and, um, and so it, it's long listening times and long explaining times. And, and, uh, I tell you what, our deacons have been great. They have, uh, we've had a, a two hour, uh, teleconference, a conference call, and I'm sorry, not a telecom, but a conference call, a two-hour conference call on a Saturday morning, oh, and wow. our deacons were all there Wow! for two hours on the phone, and so their leadership, and let's talk it out, let's talk it out, let's talk it out, has been crucial, and and we have just through all the difficulties, through all the life, you know, I set the table up that we're I'm never going to be at odds with the deacons. We're going to, we might not agree, but when we leave the room, we will all speak with one voice. Right. And, um, and so uh, we've just stayed in the room till we got a consensus and one that we all agreed upon. And, uh, and that has proven well in the past and it proved well for times like this. Yeah. Yeah. So, Over the course of the last, gosh, 25 years, I mean, mm -hmm. we, we've talked about some really good things in church and some real challenges and, right. uh, you know, some of the conflict I went through and sure. um, some of the conflict you've gone through. And, sure. and one of the things that I think you've really done well is, uh, or, or at least if you've become jaded, I haven't noticed it. <laughs> And, and so, um, the secret, I know, I know. So what is the secret? Let's talk yeah. about, let's, let's talk. Cause that's one of the things I really want folks to hear is, um, you know, what are the things that you've done? And, and I'll just be honest. I hate the term self care. Um, that just sounds, well, I'll, I'll leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, so often what I hear in, in, in self-care is people becoming self-absorbed to the exclusion of taking care of other people. But, right. but what I do want to do is how have you maintained, you know, a, a spiritual health and, and just cognitive health? Um, is, there, uh, is there a group that you lean on so that you know anyway, well, I, i'll let you answer i won't put words or ideas in your mouth uh, yeah i think it's a mixture of things i don't, I don't think that um, any one thing 
you know, is going to, to really help you maintain balance. And that's really the deal because as you know, ministry can leave you mentally and spiritually and relationally concussed and you don't really know you're, you're, you're kind of walking around a little bit of a daze. I mean, I don't, I mean, I've been shocked by what I have received from people of my congregation and, and didn't really know how to handle it. And so there's been a couple of practices, you know, that I think have been um, really important and, uh, you know, and I just thought this was normal, uh, but apparently it's not. And so uh, with, with some people, uh, and, and, and I'm not trying to be more than I am, but I'm trying to be all that I'm supposed to be. Um, I have, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm very, very uh, determined to spend time alone with God every day right. in a very intentional way. And uh, so uh, when I say he's given me stability in, in unstable times, uh, I'm not trying to be preacherly or overly spiritual. Right. Um, I've been standing in the need of prayer, to be honest with you. I've been, I've needed that. I've needed his word and, and his presence and me going to him on a regular basis, my tank has been able to, I'm not saying it's always been full. Sure. Uh, I've run on some fumes before, but, uh, but I've had a just enough, <laughs> just enough in a tank to make it to the next gas station. And so, um, so that would say first and foremost, that is it. Secondly, um, I, I do, I have uh, a group of guys that are not here. They don't live here in, in, oh. in uh, Pontotoc. Uh, that I have uh, basically grown up with, and uh, all of us happen to be in the ministry. Yep. And um, that wasn't how we became friends. I mean, we weren't, you know, we weren't bar buddies or anything. We were in, in Baptist Student Union at Mississippi State together, and we were college buddies. And we, God, individually called us into the ministry, and and we've been able to share. And uh, each one of those guys have shared with me heartaches that they've gone through i've shared with them heartaches that i've gone through and and that has helped and one of the things that those guys you know if i can't reach one I, there's always a couple more you know i could i could reach out to and 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 have and and uh and so one of the things they're going to ask is well uh all right man how's your walk with the lord and yeah. uh not in a strong accountability way but in a kind of a all right brother i know how it is you can get busy and uh you can be doing this bible study and this bible study and this bible study but are but are you talking to jesus for you and uh, and i'm very very i'll just admit it i'm very very dependent upon the lord and yeah. he doesn't show up i'm done and so that's that's been very helpful you know what ken i that's one of the things that I have, I have seen uh, and experienced is when, uh, not just pastors, but when people in ministry get isolated, mm -hmm. it goes south. Mm -hmm. And um, my group uh, really largely fell apart. And so that was one of the things I struggled with most because you know, one of the guys um, died, uh, another, his marriage fell apart, mm -hmm. another, you know, moved to California, uh, a fourth 
you know, was still around, but, but wasn't in ministry anymore. Yeah. And, and so while we still have a deep friendship, it was just different. And so, sure. no doubt. So I think, man, I, I think that group that you can call so that you're not isolated or you've got guys who care about you is vitally important. Oh, I, th th there's no doubt. And, and, and one of those, when we're all in different phases of ministry, one of them is a pastor and he'll call and he'll, you know, he'll say, man, I, I got to talk to you from pastor to pastor. All right, let's talk, you know, and yeah. so there's, there's a connection there that I don't necessarily have with the other two, um, just, just because he's a pastor. And, uh, but, but yeah, that's, it's really important. They all get it. We all get it. Yes. You know, what the other person, the joys that they go through, the heartache that they go through, we, we get it. Right. Know? Right. And well, that's huge. Well, I, you know, that may be something that, um, is worth trying to help people develop. And, and but it's hard. Part, yeah, it, it is it's, hard. It, it's, it's hard to, de it's hard to develop. I was, I'm, and we recognize this and we, we even mentioned this, that our friendship didn't start on a pastor to pastor or minister right. to minister kind of, kind of track. It started out as guys playing flag football. Right, you know, talking about girls and the Lord, and what is it? What does it mean to be called into the ministry? And how y'all think this is going to be my wife? And, and you know, we've been able to develop that, and and now we're now we just pick it up. But I think minister to minister, it's so hard because it's hard to be vulnerable for one minister to be vulnerable to another minister because yep. we're supposed to have it all together. Yep. Uh, I you know we aren't. We can be, us ministers, us preachers, can be some of the most judgmental people in the entire world. Yes. You know, uh, you didn't have your theology right, or you didn't have, you know, you know, did you really say this? Or, you know, and they, you know, um, one of the aspects is being able to be vulnerable, but also one of the aspects is being able to have fun. And, and I think the, it's hard to, it's hard to do that. It's just, you know, and as adults period, I think it's hard to do that to have those kind of relationships. You would think that pastors would be open to that, but sometimes I think we're not. I think, I think trying to create that is one of the most difficult things in the world to do. Yeah. Because you've got some, you know, you look at those relationships you have, those went to college. Right. You know, and, and I know a couple of those guys cause we went to seminary together. That's right. Um, but, um, but man, those are, those are 30 and 35 year, those are lifelong relationships. And that doesn't happen often. That, that doesn't happen. No. And, um, you know, once you're married and you've got a, a kid or two and you've got a job, it's harder to develop those kind of relationships. Um, you have more responsibilities and less time just to hang out yeah and that makes it that makes it difficult it really does and, and i think that's, i think one of, one of the benefits that church has is small group uh sunday school class or small group or discipleship class and i think those afford opportunities for busy adults busy parents yes to be in a in a healthy supportive 
relationship with other people. Right. And um, in this past year, that's been, you know, that's been shot, you know, because of COVID. It's yeah. become more difficult. And, uh, but uh, th that's, one, that's one of the blessings of church. And it's not just pastors that get isolated. I mean, we've learned anything this year. We've learned that everybody can be isolated. You bet. Yeah. And, um, you know, the more I, uh, the more I think about it, the more, man, isolation kills. It's, yeah. it's just not good um, to walk through life alone. And um, uh, so. Yeah, somebody said, told me early on, it says, you know, well, the church is not, uh, building the church is the body, and uh, and I've agreed. But since then, I've kind of I would add to that, yeah. And and the body's been dissected, and it's hard for a, a dissected body to remain alive. Right, right. I hear that. Yeah. So what's next? You know, you look at uh, we've kind of been dissected, and and I, and I anticipate by the end of my hope is, so I'm gonna give you my really optimistic. I think uh, my mom and dad got their first shots last week. Um, Praise the Lord. Yeah, by by Valentine's they'll be, you know, they'll have a shot again probably right. next late next week, first of the following week, so that by the first part of February, you know, they'll be good to go, which mm -hmm. is a huge relief. Uh, yes. When, when you're dealing with, you know, eighty-year-old parents in poor health. Right. Um, uh, and so I really anticipate with more vaccines coming online, Johnson and Johnson will be coming at the first of next month. Uh, AstraZeneca won't be far behind that. My anticipation is that by the end of the school year, as we enter the summer, so let's just say June, mm -hmm. there'll be pretty broad vaccination programs. And, and I hope that I think that by the time school starts, Everybody who wants to be vaccinated will have had the opportunity. I'm counting on that. I am too. I am too. So that's that's my. <laughs> um, and I'll tell you, um, for those of you listening, my daughter is a, will be a senior next year, and she's <gasps> really hoping. <laughs> oh man, I can't believe! I can't believe she's going to be a senior. Wow. Really yeah, I mean, it makes sense, right? But yeah, I know. I, just, I know. So uh, she's really hoping for a normal senior year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think she'll get it. I think she's got the best shot. So I talked with, um, uh, I talked with Brent Taylor, who is at First Baptist at the Fields here in, in, uh, in Carrollton. And uh, he said, and Steve, I told my staff that, um, our church is now who we were in October. We're not who we were October a year ago. This is who we are. So now where do we go and how do we begin to move forward? Mm -hmm. um, my big, I'm going to say this, my big concern is that most of our churches are running about 50% of their pre-COVID numbers. Their mm -hmm. budgets now are still pretty good. They're giving still pretty good. My fear is that we're going to find an equilibrium between those two. Yeah. Um, because I just don't think that we're going to open the doors back and go, okay, everybody's back. Let's all give the same amount and do everything we did before. Yeah. So where do you move from here? What's next? Okay. Well, I, and, and I appreciate you bringing us. It was very insightful. I, I, I told uh, our staff and staff meeting this past week 
that is as hard as 2020 was, 2021 will be the most difficult year of ministry because we're having to crank the engine back up. And I don't know that we'll have all the same parts as we did. And, um, and uh, because I think, and, and, and I, maybe I'm just speaking more for the people here in Pontotoc, but, but I think what has happened is, is that we have a spirit of fear uh, that has really gripped us. And I think, we've gone from a spirit of caution to a mind of caution to a spirit of fear. Mind of caution says, let's, let's be smart about this. A spirit of fear leads to anxiety, depression, isolation, loneliness, bitterness. Um, and so, and, and I think we've crossed that. I, and the reason I say that is because I talked to a senior adult who came up to our office and said, I, I'm excited. I've got my vaccine. I got my vaccination dates uh, set, and it's in a couple of weeks. And I'm excited about that. And I said, "Great! So you'll be able to come on back." And his face was a face of horror. Like, you know, there's always going to be the fear. Has been so instilled in in our congregation, and I don't think we're the only one. But fear has been so instilled in us. There'll always be something to be afraid of. And so, but there's always a group of people that are ready to go, right? You know, uh, right. let's let's go ahead and face the bullets. And so we're going to have to go with those people. And as those people come in and are saying, "Hey, we're being smart, and we're still and we're still alive, and we haven't got COVID, and ministry is still taking place," then other people will join eventually. But we're going to have a. We you got to go with the goers right now. Right. I don't think I just like you said, Stephen. I think you're you're, you're not going to get a green light from anybody. You know, uh, there's not going to be some national. Okay, y'all can start back now. That's not going to happen. You're going to have to phase. Just like we're going to have to phase back into this thing, and that's going to be hard to do because some people, some people will never be ready. And to be honest with you, some people are never coming back to church. They're never coming back. See, Ken, I think. And, and that's where I, I think you're right. I think that, um, that, man, if we hit an equilibrium of about 80%, we're going to be doing pretty good. I, yeah. I think it's a time for the church to really aim at, at reaching new people. Um, because if I agree. Anticipate I agree. going back to just what we used to do, uh, one, we've missed an opportunity. Um, but, but two, big deal. Yeah. I mean, big, yeah, okay. Um, I, I, anyway, I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about all that. Yeah, you're, you're right. There's, there's, there's going to be some people that, 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 like you said, that aren't coming back, but there'll be people that are excited and people that are ready yeah. and that excitement and that readiness and that ministry, it just is contagious. It, and, and there's a whole host of people out there that are in spiritual need and they're looking and when people say, hey, you come be a part of this, they're going to jump in. I really believe, I'm counting on that and praying for that. The positive in this is that you've got a group of folks that are ready to go, and they've been out of their normal church routine long enough. Mm-hmm. They may be able to look at this with some new eyes and go, hey, let's try this. Yeah. Because you don't have to kill something to start something new. That's right. So. That's right you know, you don't have that great sacred cow that you had. And, and so maybe, 
you know, maybe. No, man, we ain't got nothing. <laughs> You're right. The sacred cow's dead. And we That's right. That's right. Home, you know, so, uh, all right. Well, Ken, I appreciate it, man. And, and um, I tell you, Missy is really, uh, man, she can't wait to go see your folks. Yeah. So we hope that by, um, that by spring break, um, her concern is that with her being in public school and with Tessa being in public school, we do not want to get particularly around your dad. Um, you know, and so, so our prayer is that by spring break, um, we can go down there because they've had a vaccine. And sure. Because my kids talk to them today and they are on the list. Awesome. So awesome. That's good. Awesome. Awesome. Well, bud, I appreciate it. Thank you. Man, for I thank you. I, I, this has been a great, I, and I've enjoyed the conversation. It's yeah. Been well, I get to do this a lot and this is yeah. the kind of conversation that, um, that I hope in, I hope some guys who feel isolated will hear this and recognize, man, we're not the only one going through. Oh, uh, you hope so not. It's yeah. just tough Absolutely. all around, man. And um, I'll tell you one of the things that, because every church has approached this differently. Yeah. And and this is one of those things where, man, we got to give each other a lot of grace mm -hmm. um, because we all approach it differently. Yeah. And And I know personally of some towns where there's been some uh i'm gonna call it conflict between pastors because one church didn't change a thing mm -hmm. and they feel more spiritual than the other you know and that pastor looks at this pastor going yeah we're more spiritual than you you know well, well no you're not that's right you're, you're it's a different congregation different group of people that's right. uh, and uh um, <laughs> you know I told I told some people said look this is not this is you use Mississippi terminology I'm gonna use Texas terminology this ain't God's first rodeo it's gonna be that's okay right. that's right it's gonna be okay yeah. uh, it may not be the same but it, it'll be all right yeah. so anyway hey y'all have a great week tell your family we said hello and right. uh, we'll talk again soon man please do please do give my all best right. to everybody thank you Ken I appreciate it man yes sir all right, all right. see you later.